This episode of Aphorisms is recorded in London, the colonial capital, and on the unceded lands of the Gadigal and Wongal peoples. We pay our respects to elders past, present and future. Oh hey there, welcome back to Aphorisms. Um, I know it's been a minute, um, despite the fact... Well, actually, probably because of the fact that we're in a global bloody panorama and no two weeks are the same and you never know what's coming and how you're going to feel. So it is what it is. Um, I'm back. Unfortunately, Maddie um, is not joining me again today, which is very sad, but we definitely have the next best thing. And that is Maddie's best friend, Karina. Um, If you've listened to the podcast before, we pretty much mentioned Karina um, in every episode alongside my best friend, Chris. We've been talking about her and hyping up her first appearance on the podcast forever. So I'm absolutely thrilled. I'll be going through her birth chart, um, which is something that I'm actually really intrigued to do because she's quite the excellent presence, which you will find out. Um, But of course, we're also going to be talking about some trashy, gorgeous reality TV. A lot of the Real Housewives are on at the moment. So we'll just do a quick recap of that. Plus, we both just watched This Way Up which is an excellent, excellent series. And if you haven't seen it, series two has just been released and you'll definitely watch it in one sitting. So if, you, if you're if you in Sydney, especially, and you're on lockdown for the, for the next four weeks, you've got no excuses. Um, hopefully you enjoy. Don't know when we'll be back, but going to try and do this as often as possible. But anyway, enough about me. Let's talk to Karina. Good morning, Karina. It's good evening, F. Yeah. I've taken over well from my predecessor. That was fucking seamless. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am overjoyed to speak with you today. It's been a long time coming. It really has. It really has. I'm sorry that I left it so long. I didn't realize that you were waiting for my call. Oh, I'm really happy to blame Maddie on this. Yeah. Maddie, when you hear this, you're the issue. Yeah. I mean, was there ever any doubt? I had no idea. Mm. Of course, Maddie is still not back, but that's fine because what we have instead is Maddie's BFF joining us today. Maddie's platonic worth <laughs> I don't think that's the case at all. We talk very highly of you here. I'm sure you've heard. Oh, no, I listen and desperately keep an ear out. Yeah. So, <laughs> Any good about me. So my BFF, Chris, if I don't mention him enough in an episode, he will text me and let me know, like, there was no love. There was nothing this week. Mm. So um, we tried to build our people up. Yeah, I really feel that energy. Good. Yeah. So how are you going? Yeah. Are you good? Are you happy? Are you I'm in lockdown? Good. I'm very locked down. Um, mm. But I'm really lucky because I'm so grossly in love with my fiancé. That's so disgusting. It's so fine. Okay, that's disgusting. Um, but I'm so where? happy for you. <laughs> We're eating a lot of good food and watching a lot of TV and, you know. Also, I start a new job. I feel like this is relevant to the podcast. It is. We want to know about you. That's so exciting. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, Well, I'm sorry about lockdown. We, I'm in the opposite circumstance. I'm in London. And we, yesterday was Freedom Day, apparently, where the, all the restrictions have been lifted and, as much as I was waiting for that to happen, I'm so anxious. Like, I'm so anxious about it. Yeah. And I'm double vaccinated. And um, 
I have tickets to a gay club night, my favorite club on <sighs> Friday night, but I'm scared. Is that normal? I guess, it, I guess who knows, right? I think it's so normal. I'm also um, double vaxxed and waxed. <laughs> and even when I go out, I'm still so nervous. Yeah. Also, like, shout out to Fat Phobia for being the only thing. Oh, my God. To, like, get us through this vaccine. The second the vaccination. Oh, I was like, like yes, yeah. I'm here. I and, am obese. And it was Let's so funny. It. Everyone at work was like, why? Why did you get called already? Why are you getting? Like, they were all like, playing so dumb. I'm like, I'm really fat, mm-hmm. so I get to go now. This is the one time <laughs> the medical community is coming through for me. When people are like, so where did you get vaccinated? And it's just like gestures vaguely at body. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to spell it out for you, but if you need me to, I will. Yeah, I got mine done ages ago. Like, yeah. You know, you could go wear a mask but they have like mesh diamante masks you can wear over the top but they don't do anything yeah but they don't do anything no but you put the real one underneath oh right 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 so you still can't see my mouth and that i'm wearing lipstick unfortunately yes but i quite like the like maybe it's because i'm arab at the whole way (laughs) i have been enjoying (laughs) i have been enjoying just doing a fierce eye every time i leave the house (laughs) Me too. There's no reason for my eyeliner to like hit my hairline, but here we are. <laughs> I do that too. Also, yeah. So we'll see what happens on Friday. I'm excited to go, but I'm also don't want people on me like touching me. But also, since mm. I started dating my girlfriend, which is coming up to two years, we've never been out together, like to a club oh. or anything. So I was like, oh my god, baby, get to see me dance slutty. Like I'm so excited. That is so exciting. I really feel like you know. Like how well you and your partner mesh once mm. you go out to a gay club together. Yes. Um, so when Alex and I go gay clubbing together, we are grinding on absolutely anybody who will have us. <laughs> like the last Mardi Gras we went to, which was um, pre-COVID, like just yep. pre-COVID, I was honestly like leaving a wet patch on some gay man's <laughs> leg, and Alex and this man's husband were watching like. Good. We love this. <laughs> See, I do miss the Sydney community. I do. There's like not a lot of commingling here. There's not a huge amount of. I mean, I don't. Even, I mean, my problem has always been and will always be like I can't find the lesbians, but like it's a lot of a lot of gay men in these clubs. Yeah. But yeah. Aphrodite though is a really good one. That's one that's in London. Oh my God, and it's named after you. It's named after me. When I went the <laughs> first time to retrieve my tickets at the door, they were like. <gasps> We've been waiting for you as soon as your order came through. I was like, thank you. This is... I have arrived. You can't have anything less now. Pretty much. Um, I didn't get a single free drink from that, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, So, yeah, when that comes back. You know why? Because I know that lesbians will be doing all their, like, lateral flow tests and making sure that they're negative before they go. I just know that. That's true. But anyway... I'll be doing that on Friday and hope to God I'm okay and not, like, having a full-on panic attack. Yeah, same outfit pics. I always love seeing, like, what other films wear to gay parties because it's all I care about. Like, which women are gorgeous, but, like, they don't put the work in. Femmes, like, you go anywhere and just, like, thank God for the artistic direction of femmes. You need to stop building this up because I am such a disappointment. And I do not remember how to dress for a club. Like, what did I used to wear? I can't wear my fucking tent sundresses that I have been wearing every day for the past three months. What do I wear? 
I don't know. So beautiful. You wear like you know, everyone's got it. You got the bra, you got the mesh shirt, you got a little choker. I don't have any. I have a good bra. I have a, a really nice, like, sheer bra, and then I have, like, a sl- This is so boring. It's, like, a black, really deep-cut V t-shirt. I can wear that with jeans. Say boring. You just look... Yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, like, summer sweaty sexy. Yeah, okay. I wish I could FedEx you clothes. I We're, wish like, you... kind of the same size, right? You're littler, but yeah. Mm. You've got come really, come really... <laughs> so we can have two wardrobes, not one. Sydney won't let me in. Oh. Anyway. It's a tough pill to swallow. We should have put you on, like, a current affair. They're always desperate for stories like that, and then it always resolves itself. It's so true. If it would have been me, it would have been last year, first week of November, my lease expired, my job my job contract expired, and I had no right to work or rent in the UK. <laughs> and oh, I was Jesus. waiting for my passport, and I had to sign a new lease, and I had to, like, blag my way into it because I had like literally no reason or like right to be there so that was stressful that oh I really feel for you I didn't know that happened I'm sorry (sighs) that's okay it's been a minute (laughs) since I've been home I just want to come home I want to go to the beach I want to see my family you know yeah enough let me in Australia I'm double vaxxed yeah like that um yeah i said that to hannah last time hannah's like we don't want you here like keep your fucking covid dirty uk ass over there i was like thank you my dear friend um but anyway so i'm glad that we're all caught up on where we're at i want to yes. jump right in now to do your birth chart astrology hacks how do you Excellent. feel about that um, I feel good. I know my top three and they're okay. mostly what I base my entire personality on. So <laughs> I'm confident. It's a, it's a solid mix. Well, I think you're dead on because I looked it up and you are indeed, your star sign is Aries. Shock, horror, none at all. You scream fucking Aries. Your moon is Cancer. I was surprised. And then your ascending, your rising is Scorpio. So you've got two water chart placements in your top three and a fire sign. I had my reading done by someone who was incredible and she was like, your whole chart is like fire and water. Like Maddie once sent me like a meme of the ocean on fire and was like, this is you. And I was like, yes, that is me. Yeah, You're kind of the same. Yeah. That's basically what it's like. I think I have very little earth in my whole chart and it really Correct. shows. It you, really shows. You have two earth, but you have two fire and you have six water and no air. That's how many placements. And then your masculine, feminine, whatever these are called, aspects. I don't know if you meant you heard that I'm a hack at this. I don't know what I'm doing. But you have two masculine and eight feminine. Yeah. So there's that. I feel like that probably tracks. I think I do have like what people, I don't know what a masculine aspect is, so I'm talking shit. Maybe we have to cut it out. But <laughs> I feel like I do have a a more of a weird amount of masculine energy than people would expect from me because mm-hmm. I'm really, really aggressive, <laughs> super aggressive, like in the things that I want. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I know, I know you said a lot and I know Maddie has said that you said a lot that you like, don't like, you have a real problem being perceived as straight and mm. we're similar levels of femme. Like we're mm. both high maintenance, like very straight passing looking, except when I open my mouth, <laughs> Like, I open my mouth and people are like, oh, okay. Like, that woman is on the hunt for another woman. Like, she is out here for... <laughs> so, I, 
I need something. Honestly, I only wear black as well, so I'm not the bitch to be wearing rainbow nothing, but I feel like I need something. Like, I was just telling you, my, my partner is very masculine looking and people always refer to her as he, like, constantly or sir. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a she. This is a lady, ma'am. Like, this is my girlfriend. I am not straight. This is... Yeah. like we're lesbians but that's just and she's like I don't care it's easier to not question it whatever I'm like well matters a lot to me then <laughs> yeah 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 for sure like it's so annoying and I'm not one to wear rainbow either like it just doesn't fit into my color palette Mm-mm-mm. you know it's just Mm-mm. it's too much I'm really more of like a if Kim Kardashian would wear it I would wear it you know like that's been my go-to totally. for probably the last eight years that is exactly uh-huh. your aesthetic fuck yeah um yeah, I feel like people feel like I'm really feminine and soft until I open my mouth mm-hmm. and then I'm really aggressive, I'm really direct, I really am not afraid to take the lead, maybe put my neck out there to be way too flirty for a first line or, <laughs> like, proposition <laughs> people to be like, do you want to... I was going to say, what's your best first line? And you're like, do you want to Oh, oh no, that's not my best first line. I don't know. My best, I don't, I don't do lines. I just like, no. I do a lot of eye contact, like really heady eye contact. And I'll just be like, like, what you doing around here? Or are you, like, what are you drinking? Do you want to buy me a drink? Um, are you here with anybody? Or you look really, I don't know. Like, like I wish I had literally an ounce of it. I also make a lot of eye contact, but I mainly um, communicate telepathically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm gay too. Please talk to me. That's my energy. Yeah, and on the outside, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, very much so. (laughs) So, how did you meet Alex then? Did you pick? Yeah. Oh, well, I so I met Alex on a dating app, but I decided I was going to be dating Alex. And I did not care what Alex had to say about it. Okay, excellent. Awesome. <laughs> I, I looked at her and I was like, there is something about this woman. Yeah. And I am going to be on it. Yep, fair enough. You, that's amazing. And you've been together for a while now because you're engaged. We are engaged to be married. Um, We have been together for three and a bit years. Cute. Am I going to be invited um, to the wedding, forcefully inviting yeah. myself? Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like there was a well. Well, no, the well is because we're thinking of eloping. Oh, fair enough. You probably won't be able to make it in time, but we're having a really big blowout engagement party, which you would of course be invited to. And the wedding, like, if I could have my way, I would go down to like, I don't know, City Hall, birth deaths and marriages. What? And uh, yeah, I know. It's so weird about me um, because obviously I love the drama and I love the attention, but ma'am, I also have anxiety. Like, I I just know that I would be so stressed out about organising a big, lavish wedding and I would hate every second of it because I love attention mm-hmm. so much, but the only thing that trumps my need for attention is my need for control. <laughs> I was just about to say, if I can control the attention I'm getting, which I can do in smaller groups and instances, but I understand what you mean. Cause even when it comes to like my birthday, you know, when you have birthday drinks and you have like four or five different groups of people there that you've invited, the anxiety is through the roof and I can never enjoy it because I'm like, is everyone okay? Is everyone happy? Is this really lame? Are they meeting each other? Is this really boring event? Like, yeah. 
Now think about scaled up to a hundred people. I'm not having a hundred people. I've told my mother this a hundred million billion times. If I ever have a commitment ceremony with a lesbian, because I still don't know if I want to be married. You know what I mean? I'm not sure yet. I'm not there. I do want a very big ring, but I'm not sure about like the piece of paper. Um, I would do like a really like long lunch, like in the country, like at a big table with heaps of amazing food. I am look sick in a really cool dress. And then there's Greek dancing, you know? Yeah. Well, that's really like similar or, or like the kind of vibe I want to go for. Alex and I would like to do a small dinner party catered by like one of my favorite Sydney chefs at like a beautiful Airbnb somewhere, uh, like a nice one, not like a shitty one, like a, like a space um, where we just like buy the expensive champagne in bulk and, and, and drink and eat and be silly. And it's only my nearest and dearest. And I don't have to worry about people mingling. Like people, the people who are there would die for me. And that is enough. Alex, I guess. That's the level. (laughs) They would die for me and Alex. My, I will say my 30th was excellent though. I had everyone that I've ever pretty much known and loved in one place at the same time. Cause I was, leaving the country a week later and it was the greatest party of my life it was so much fun i cried hysterically for about four hours oh darling so i said that i don't like the drama and the attention but maybe i do <laughs> if i know i look good i do mm, yeah fair enough i just like too many things can go wrong like yeah. catering family members yeah, I feel like people never talk about the weird part of like brown families and brown and white families like meeting. Mm. And that is what, so our families haven't met, not on purpose, but because they just live in different states. Okay. You know, like my family lives in New South Wales, Alex's family lives in Victoria. Um, and so it's just never been viable for like a full yeah. family meetup or any family meetup at all, actually. Yeah. Um, and Alex's so Alex is 33 her sister is like nearly 40 and her brother-in-law is 50 right my mother is 50 and you're a baby I felt sick when you sent me your birth date to do your birth chart 1994 get the fuck out yeah you're a fetus um young for how I act is what I hear (laughs) I disagree. I think you'll be that young forever. Oh, thank you. I really try. I want to be perceived as this young forever. Like I want, when I turned like 22, I wanted to look 22 for the next 20 years. Like I, this immobile for another decade and a bit. Um, (laughs) I keep getting fucking distracted from doing, reading anything about you. So no, that's, you're good. Your son is in Aries. Shock horror to nobody um basically Aries people as we've covered already kind of are direct straightforward and uncomplicated and the key is that they expect the same from others so there's kind of like a bafflement or like surprise when they don't receive it like what are you doing what's going on just be real with me you know this part was interesting the body comes first with Aries sun in Aries people are natural athletes at the very least they're na- <laughs> don't laugh at the very least their natural inclination is to use their bodies to get things done they're not given to long drawn out emotional moments nor are they big on planning ahead they live simply and like what's happening right now is most important does that resonate with you yes like I'm not an athlete but I am a very physical person yeah I feel like when I want to get things done, I am very happily 
I'm very happy to physically fight to get my way there. I'm not above tackling people <laughs> and or things. I'm like, I really feel like tackling is a good strategy. Like if you physically bowl someone over, what can they do? That's very ram-like. Like that's the energy of your sign. So that makes sense. That is the energy. I, I feel like a lot of arguments could be settled by a physical fight. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a really peaceful way to go about it. See the like, similarities between you and Maddie because Maddie's very like, yeah, how else would you like work things out? <laughs> I think that's because we're both like people of colour rather than any any fire or like any star <laughs> yeah. sign similarity. Because um, when Maddie and I fight, and Maddie and I fight a little bit because we're, um, I think, similar but very different people. Yeah. But when we lived together, we would like, have a fight and have a yell and just be like really throw it all on the table and then we would be like okay so dinner yeah i i know exactly that vibe but i can only be like that in terms of confrontation and fighting with people that are like deeply deeply close to me where i know there's no risk do you know what i mean of having a big blowout like my mum or my brother or someone very close where i know that once the pieces fall it's fine yeah yeah, my um my girlfriend also is not one for a screaming blowout. <laughs> and I think it's because she's a Pisces. Oh, so God. she really takes things to heart. And I am really like, sometimes I want to say things that I don't really mean. And I want you to forget about them the second this fight is over because they <laughs> weren't real. I just needed to just Get that embellish it a little bit yeah. for us. Um, but she does not like it. And so because I love her and because I understand that screaming is maybe not always the way to go. I try really hard, but I feel that like with, when I have arguments with friends where I've, I'm ready to get heated or like by a text, obviously, cause no one does anything over. Oh yeah. By text, I'm ready. Just give me a second to write it. Let me quickly send it to someone to draft and then I'm good. So that's the thing. I have to send my messages to my, like earth or air sign friends to get them to check it over and make sure it sounds like well thought out, polite, meaningful, caring, rah, rah, rah. Because otherwise my text would be like, you dumb fucking bitch. Like what's fucking wrong with you? Were you dropped on the head as a kid? Like I had this recently with an old housemate of mine. We still don't speak. So it was very final, but like every time I would send it to like Chris or Kim, they were both like, you really need to pull this back. You sound like a car. I'm like, really? I thought this was me really having reined it in. So there was a lot of refining so that I would be like the bigger person. Is this not the truth? Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of it was the truth. And I would have still kept like slept. What's the word? Put my head down at night and slept. Slept on it. Slept, like I would have been happy and like with myself and slept oh, easy. You know what I mean? Soundly. Yeah. But I wouldn't have taken the high road. And then now I have that to also lord over the person. Yeah. Um, taking the high road is, I think taking the high road is long-term satisfaction. Yeah. And as Whereas, a Scorpio, I appreciate that more. Like yeah. I'm playing the long game here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And my Scorpio rising is always always thinking of the long term always i'm always planning 
for the long term. There are things in my relationship that I know about Alex that Alex doesn't know that I know about Alex (laughs) from like three years ago that I will bust out only if the opportunity arises. And those are the best ones to have. The amount of screenshots I have in my phone just of everyone in my life, just in case or something I see. I have tens of thousands of screenshots. It's legit. Yeah, you're just like, you never know when you're going to need this. You never know. Like, for example, Chris and I agreed that he would be the father of my baby one day. Like, I took a long time working on him to get him to agree to that so that when Kim and I want to have kids, like, he can donate what he needs to donate. And then we have a kid. And he's like, three weeks later, he's like, I absolutely never agreed to that. We're not doing that. Like, are you crazy? Our child will be mental. I'm like, please see screenshot from three weeks ago where you blatantly agreed to it. So it comes in handy. Um, anyway, I'm moving on as we've covered like thoroughly Aries know what they want and know the quickest route to getting it. They take shortcuts if they must, but generally everything is above board. Underhanded shadiness is not their style. You just quirked your little head there. So we'll come to that. Um, they're bold, but even the quieter ones are brave and plucky in their own way. Independence is their birthright and nothing gets them more than a fresh slate. The promise of a new day and a brand new start. They enjoy a challenge, happiest in their lives when there's progress and their lives are moving forward. Um, and it's often quite charming, very strong personality, ambition, self-willed, stubborn, all the good stuff. Would you say that wraps it up? Absolutely. Yeah. But also because you have an Aries with an ascendant Scorpio, you've got a strong personality that is on the secretive or private side. However, this may only be the image projected to others. Mm. Um, I am really sneaky. <laughs> I there's no other way to put it. I am always I'm I'm sneaky and secretive because I just know that I will always need to take care of myself first and foremost. And so I like I really feel that knowledge is power. I used to have like seven degrees of separated stalking Instagram accounts like I was watching people's stories that like at the time didn't even know I existed that like just with, with like, I made a whole account. Like I had a hundred posts. I had real followers. Did you ever stalk me before we actually became friends? Um, I don't think so. I think I was just genuinely excited to meet you. So I was just like, can't wait. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of the same. It was built up to me before I met you. And I was just like quite excited and also Maddie never I tried to ask Maddie politely because Maddie is one of the few people I will allow to set boundaries that I will try to respect I would always be like what's F's like you know like what's the deeds and Maddie like is famously like oh I'll send it to you later or like oh she's not on it like this like so, so annoying for a long time, time I just thought Maddie hated me I Maddie has been my best friend for so many years now I think over a half a decade and some uh, not half yet yeah, no six years and yeah. and sometimes I'm still like are we we are friends <laughs> we moved houses specifically within two kilometers of each other and I'm still like are we not we're not friends are we like I've just like me. I've, I've taken this too far <laughs> <laughs> yeah fully they just oh my god so withholding um but anyway your moon is in cancer did not see that coming i don't know why um this is i don't know what that means the most subjective position of the moon are you very subjective no you're like 
I don't know what it. I don't, no, no, no. I am a real softy though. Yeah, I love Kansas. Kansas are delightful, bloody softies. Like I really, yeah, I really love Kansas too. All of my favorite women and my favorite man, my own, the only man that I care for, are all Kansas. Um, and I just think they're the most magical people. Yeah, they're not as um, I don't know how to put this without offending your betrothed, but like they're not as annoying as Pisces. But they're like just as emotional, but it's more internal, I find. Um, so their memories of the past are very on point, especially for things that are emotional. They're never detached. They cling to things, their home, the people they care for. Um, they seek out security and familiarity, peace and quiet, um, because that gives them kind of like a safeness and a safe space where they're a little bit leery of change. And they tend to whip a dead horse though because it's hard to move on from the past yeah that sounds really right like under so obviously my first kind of top layers are like aggressive sneaky (laughs) sexy I'm so soft and squishy and sentimental and romantic and I'm so like in love with every person and everything around me and attach so much meaning to every single thing like I'm the kind of dumb bitch that will look at my girlfriend watching TV on a Sunday night and me cooking dinner with our house clean. And I'll be like, this is like, I just know that this is where I want to be. You know, like I am so, I'm such a romantic at heart. And I would also literally do anything for the people that I love. Like I would fucking cross mountains to help someone that's close to me. The flip side is that there's just not that many people close to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess that's not a bad thing if you choose well. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm kind of like that. I have also so many photos in my phone of like where I've just taken photos like Kim asleep or just like watching TV. And I'm like, this is disgusting. I disgust myself. I can't believe I am this mushy bitch that I resisted for so long that I told everyone I was not. I, have, I still tell her to this day. I'm like, you know, I never wanted a relationship. I didn't want like a long term relationship. I didn't want to be. But then I'm also like, oh, my God, what are we going to name our kids? Should we give them Scottish and Greek names? Like, oh. stupid. <laughs> But also, cancers, um, they can use roundabout ways to get your attention if they want it. Um, But when they're insecure, they can become quite manipulative. So that's the sneakiness that we've been talking about. Um, And they can have a hard time compartmentalizing their lives simply because their watery moon element tends to know no boundaries. So sometimes, as a result, they may act irrationally. I can see how people would think that about me, but I don't accept it as my truth. <laughs> I was about to say, I think that sounds like maybe, and you're like, no, I think that's what people think and they're wrong. Um, no, I think they're probably right, but I refuse to accept it. I do so many things without any ration, without any like thinking it through. And then I get to the end of it and I'm kind of like, I'm here now. What am I going to do? I do that sometimes, but then I can retroactively explain why I did it to make it make sense to me. Yeah, like I can retroactively explain why I did it, but it doesn't mean it was that right. it was the right or the smart thing to do. I can't really relate to that, actually, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I do first and I think second, like all of the time. We're the opposite. I cripplingly, obsessively think about things for a long time before I could. Com- it took me three weeks to message my landlord to ask her if I could sell her couch. Like, I overanalyze, overthink, over obsess, and then I do the thing and I'm like, that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. 
something happened around 2016 where I stopped saying YOLO ironically and started saying YOLO unironically. So now when I make decisions, I honestly internally am just like, eh, YOLO. You're like the epitome of that um, meme that's like me winging things I absolutely should not be winging. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah that's you. Um, so in a nutshell, cancer ladies are likable and sociable very sensitive to environmental conditions and surroundings. They like home habits, comfort, and their little world they've created. Very caring and protective of loved ones, but potential issues would be subject to indolence. I don't even know what that means. Or inertia. Impressionable and sensitive. Some family problems. Well, (laughs) that's what it says. I swear to God. I don't know why or where that came from. (laughs) Came out of left field. They were like, oh, we do a greatest bunch of or just... Yeah, <laughs> just throwing one more line in the end and then they can figure it out themselves. Um, so the rest of the chart, I don't understand. It's all about things that are like Jupiter in the 12th house. What does that mean? Jupiter and Scorpio, I don't understand. So I skip through all of that and go ahead to your rising or your ascendant sign, which, as we said, is Scorpio. Okay, this is so I was reading this earlier and I was like, yes, this is fully how I feel about you. So take with that how you will but Scorpio ascendant people have a lot of presence there is something about them that tells the world that they're not to be pushed around their manner commands respect and in some cases fear no that part's not true Scorpio rising people can be quiet or loud but they always seem powerful and determined you either love or hate them and they're really people who go through life unnoticed in fact some of them are confused when faced with the fact that they get such a strong reaction from others um, they seem to look right through people seeing through superficiality and can, this can be quite intimidating to some and intriguing to others. I fully was like in awe of you straight away. I'm like, Oh my God, I want to be friends with that girl. And I want her to like me. And like, you just have a, a presence and aura. It's very impactful. I would say. Oh, thank you. I think, I think that reading of it is really true. I have not a lot of time for, I guess, the the superficialities that people like put towards of themselves like I care about whether you're a bit nasty whether you think family trauma is funny and whether you are nice to service people like I I care so little about so much that people put forward and I can really tell within a like a minute or two if I like people or not Scorpio, any element of Scorpio, I think, has that ability to be a bit, not psychic, but, like, intuitive. Yeah, intuitive as well because I feel like Scorpios are so in their minds about their own intentions and knowing when they're trying to move a situation to their intention that they can see when other people do it. Like, I'm a manipulative bitch. I can see that you're being manipulative. Yeah, I do that all the time. I try and, like, script conversations in my head as they're happening and like make like lead someone to saying the thing that I want them to say. And some people, when they just don't follow my script, like when I can't manipulate them, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) It really irritates me. Or like when people see through what I'm trying to do and just like, I'm like, Oh, so we're equal. So we can be friends. (laughs) You know who pissed me off was Maddie because Maddie never kind of, says what you think they're going to say but also Maddie and I used to have this weird fight where Maddie was like people like 
just said that so that's what they mean i'm like no one ever says what they mean what are you talking about you have to read between the lines maddie like when they were talking to someone on a dating app or something i'm like no this isn't what this bitch is saying subtext is blah 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 and maddie's like why would you bother talking if you're not going to say the thing that you mean my favorite hobby is coaching maddie through dating apps it's so rich they need a lot of coaching i reckon (laughs) (laughs) and i say that with love (laughs) yeah like God bless. They just, yeah, people do mean different things. And Maddie is a very, like, say what you mean, mean what you say person. And so that's sometimes a bit lost on them. But I'm always, and we are always happy to be there for them as their Scorpios in the wings. Manipulative, sneaky, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. bitches in the background. You can say, to get this person to say this thing back. And this is what they're really saying to you, FYI, and not the word that they said, for God's sake. <laughs> um, I feel like I spend half my days extrapolating Maddie's, like, dating <laughs> messages. <laughs> God, it shouldn't be that hard. But anyway, um, Scorpio rising people have a strong need to control their environment and are experts at strategy. Hello, fucking tick, 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 everything we've just talked about. Um, they rarely blow their chances with impatience. And they're very drawn to down-to-earth natural partners. So reliability in their partner is very important. And they generally look for complete commitment and have little impatience, little patience with flighty partners. Yes? Yeah, I think so. Alex, when we first started dating, I think didn't really want to be dating generally. Mm-hmm. And that made me so like, oh. and it wasn't until like I was very my heart was in it but my brain was not until she really committed and so even though I was in love with her I was so ready to just like drop her at a moment's notice Mm -hmm. because I knew that she wasn't acting right um and I think about it in hindsight and I probably would have dropped her should have dropped her earlier Mm -hmm. but I'm glad I didn't because we're engaged but I really do value like people knowing that I am where they want to be and I really value people's loyalty so much more than nearly anything like it matters to me that if if people are speaking about me that they speak well about me yeah when I'm not around you know for the people I care about I mean most people are probably talking shit about me I don't care like I'm talking shit about everybody but (laughs) if we're right or die I fucking mean it like I'm going to the edge of the earth with you Totally. Yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, so that's who you are, by the way. That was your birth chart. Any thoughts, any feelings? Um, I genuinely think I'm the best person on this <laughs> earth. I wish I could underplay to you how amazing I think I am. Maybe because of my birth chart, maybe because of other things. But wow, what a combo. What a woman. What a star. Like, um my birth chart really cements to me that I am the bitch that the Pussycat Dolls told me I could be when I was 10. <laughs> that makes me really happy for you. Thank you. Um, and I'm honoured to just be part of your presence. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm glad to have you here. It's thank nice. You. It's really it is, good. It is really nice. I've been waiting for this. This is lovely. So thank you for letting me read your birth chart and getting very real with me. Um, but shall we talk about some trashy TV? Oh, God, yes. Fucking Real Housewives of Potomac is back. My favorite, favorite Real Housewives franchise has returned for season six. 
I always forget to do the episodes. This is why Maddie's good to have around sometimes because Maddie's always like, what if this is this season and this episode? And I always forget that part. But Real Housewives of Potomac, season six, one and two are out and straight out with a bang. I would love your thoughts because I know that you haven't seen the other seasons. Yeah, so I hadn't seen the other seasons just because I was like, I don't know where Potomac is. <laughs> so, like, the mental block was just there. But I watched episode one of season six last night. Wow, I love these women. I would yes. die for these women. The, like, I, I've been watching a lot of Beverly Hills lately. And so their, like, their going-ons are just more passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive and, like, they just do not move on in Beverly Hills. They'll pick one topic yeah. and then beat it to death. Like, yeah. They're all cancers there. They'll just, like, beat a dead horse. They'll yes. just keep going. Um, but I really love the way no no one held back at that dinner party. I love that there was a dinner party to, yeah. like, show new boobs. When I get new boobs, I will be holding a dinner party. As will I, with little uh, cupcakes with titties on them to give to my children. Yes. Um, yeah, to, to give to her children. That was so weird. I was like, man. It was weird, oh. right? So Wendy had a party because she got brand new boobies. Amazing. Wendy, like, fully glowed up from season to season. Um, but, yeah, she did have little cupcakes with a nipple and a boob on them, and she gave them to her sons, and I was like, I feel uncomfortable about this. But also, it's a cupcake. Yeah. Um, also, I have a question. I have a question. Robin's ex-husband slash fiancé? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So, Robin Dixon, one of the Green Eye Demons, is now engaged to one who used to be her husband and then cheated on her repeatedly, including when she had a brand new bomb baby because he wasn't getting what he needed from the relationship. <sighs> Maddie and I have talked about this before, but my one thing from that is like, do you think Robin was getting what she needed from the fucking relationship while you were out fucking cheating, you dickhead, and she was a brand new mother? No. Um, so he did that. And then I think they lost all their money. Like I think they went bankrupt because he was like a coach or something. Um, they did some dodgy taxes, but now they're like back and she's back together with him. And this season, I don't know if you saw the scene, I think it was episode one, where Robin is explaining like, in my opinion, some pretty clear signs of depression. And Juan is just like, get it together, you dumb bitch. Like, get out of bed. Like, what are you doing? You need to be healthy. And I'm like, this is clearly a cry for help. Like, or just like, I'm not okay. You know what I mean? And he had no, no like response to it other than in a very superficial way. I can't believe he told her it was a turn off. I was like, sir, <laughs> speak softly. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Um, also, it seems crazy to me because if this man is also her ex-husband, obviously he's seen like a, a longer term knowledge of this woman. So he probably knows yeah. that she's not usually one to sleep in till the middle of the day. Yeah. Not usually one to, or maybe she, I don't know, like depression hit me at 11. It could have been lifelong, yeah. you know, but to, to know that this is not just like a choice. Like it, it, I saw the same thing. I was like, this woman is not doing well and she needs support. And this man's like, Sleeping in till two o'clock is a turn off, sir. So, no, absolutely don't. Um, so that made me quite sad for Robin. Um, and that's kind of where she's at, I think, 
for the season. I'm not really sure where this is going. They're still not going to get married. I think they've been building up for years that Robin and Wine are going to have their big reunion wedding on one of the seasons. But because of COVID, now they're not having that either. Um, and, I mean, maybe it'll give her some time to figure shit out. You know what I mean? If she really wants to do that. Honestly, Robin, please break up with him. He's disgusting. I hate him. <laughs> like, I really can't stand him. Um, and then there is Karen and Ray. Ray Ray. Karen is the grand dame. She's amazing. And I love her. And I won't hear any slander against her. Um, and her and Ray are renewing their 25-year vow. Their vows for their 25-year anniversary. Bit of a boring storyline. But because she's got so much beef with people, Karen's really interesting already this season. Like, she's just out with a bang she's candace is still not talking to her her and giselle straight into it like their seasons long beef is i think coming to a head because karen's just had it yeah it's been going forever that seems really clear to me and I, I don't know how to feel yet about karen but like as soon as she sat down at that dinner party table she was like and here we go um she just like had it ready ready yeah. to read people to the, the inch of their lives she did not hold back and i really respect that like she came to fuck someone up and fuck up she shall exactly and i think because she was proven right about a few things she now is coming in in a very confident um way so last mm-hmm. season giselle revealed to us that she was with her ex-husband who is a pastor of a very large church and was cheating on her repeatedly through their marriage and potentially had a baby while they were still to, like they were back together last year oh my God. with somebody else I so yeah so big he's a even her daughters are like ew are you back with daddy that's disgusting um so when she's having issues with her relationship she deflects onto other people's and karen is like you don't even have a relationship that you're trying to defend because he lives in the phone like we never see him he's never around why is he never with you like if you're in a 12-month lockdown or whatever would you not come and spend the year with your like partner and ch- children? I don't know. Mother, yeah, mother of your kids <laughs> and the three children that live with her. Like, I just don't understand. So, even Giselle said in episode two, like he lives in the phone. Like I never see him. Blah blah blah. And that is the exact phrasing that Karen used. So she, I think, is feeling very like justified. Yes, I called this. Mm. I also can't be told otherwise when I've said a few things right. Like if I have gotten like two or three things right, everything I say is Bible. I know best now. So yeah, Giselle, basically her trend is when she is going through a rocky patch in her relationship is to deflect and focus on other people's relationships and kind of make up Mm. rumors and blah, blah, blah. So she does that a lot. So Karen is like, no, 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 no. That's enough. Mm. That's the vibe. And then we have, who else do we have? So Giselle, Karen, Wendy, we've got newbie, Mia. She hasn't done much yet, but she seems fun. Into Mia, like, good for you, not knowing how to do maths and having such an older husband. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I can't do maths either. So I was like, what's the problem? Yeah, when one of the other wives, I don't know, I can't remember, he was like, this basic arithmetic, like, I couldn't do it. I was like, I believe it. Yeah, I I was the same. I was like, oh. Yeah, that is wrong. Did not register at all in my head. Um, and finally, finally, we have... Wait, is that everyone? I think so. Monique's well, gone. Candace didn't show up. That's right, Candace. Candace didn't show up, so she wasn't really in episode one much. In episode two, she pops up a bit more, but it's just boring shit. Like, she's got an acting gig, and she sings in a studio for an album that will never be released, and her stepkids think she's dumb. 
So the huge. Um, but but Ashley Darby, she's pregnant with baby number two, um, with her husband Michael. I don't know what you know about her. I just want to get your vibe first before I start launching into Ashley. So I I thought she seemed like the least like the most not palatable. I feel like she maybe is a bit of like the peacemaker of the group, but I also haven't seen that much of her. I feel like can these people stop having babies with men who cheat on them? Um, I wish. I will say just quickly, Ashley is by far not the person that keeps the peace. Really? <laughs> At Ooh, all. That's interesting. If anything, that's exciting. yeah, if anything, she's a very fun little instigator. Like she'll drop a little mm. boop and then just watch from the sidelines as she like eat her chips, which I appreciate because it's good TV. You know, I just really mm. want to get her away from her nasty, gross husband who is disgusting. Yeah, he seems feral, right? Like in the episode when he was like, um, oh, I was getting pushed out of the bed with the newborn son again do you think your wife is getting what she needs out of this relationship when you won't be a parent once you cheated on her with a newborn baby like while she had a newborn baby like Uh, he's very into the i didn't get what i needed and uh, i it just murders me alive so now they're having a second uh, one and her whole thing is like i'm trying really hard to make sure that he does get what he needs, like this time around, even though she's fucking nine months pregnant. And so I'm this like, poor Jesus. Woman is trying to like put out to yes. this man who does not deserve to be inside her. Yes. And she talks about it so, extensively in episode two uh, with her mother, which made me wildly uncomfortable. But um, it just makes me really sad. I just want to tell her, like, you don't have to do this. You are beautiful and amazing and you're going to have your babies. And like, I just, I don't even know if he's that rich. So I don't get it. He's not a nice person. He's a creep in the past, in past seasons. He's been in trouble for groping cameramen and producers and, like, one of the husbands. Yeah, he's been in big trouble. Also, that's a bit gay. I kind of, like, (laughs) that's that's interesting. You know, like, that's gay in an interesting way. It is a little Um, bit gay, but he's still not a very good husband. But that is bad behaviour. Do you know which spouse I feel a bit horny for? Um, Wait, let me guess. Is it Eddie? No. Okay. Do you want to try again? Or I, I can go. Not Chris. It's Chris. Yuck. Really? <laughs> the chef? No. Do you know how? Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. Okay. So the thing for me is just that, like, he cooks. And also <laughs> the fact that he, like, I don't know what happened, but in the talking head when she's like, my mother told me that I would be your fourth baby mother. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. You're my third. And I was like, daddy. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It was so weird. I don't, I don't know. The, the like, colonisation in my horniness really runs a bit deep, I think. That it's a, so embarrassing. It's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, he he's, he's yucky to me, but he has a really good sense of humour. I will give him that. Like, I would be sad if someone described sex with me as decent. I would kill myself and then them, and I would come back and haunt them forever. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Sex with me is either the best you've ever had or you're single. Like, there's no... Yeah, 100%. You better worship. Yeah, I must say, like, you know, good responses, but I would just kill myself, like... I'd even prefer a bad response to just, like, decent. Like, just say you hate me. I would never... Because you know what? Either you give it your all and it's fucking terrible for the other person or amazing, but I will never just be the person that's decent. No. Nah, middle of the line is not for me. Yeah, same. Fuck that. 
Um, yeah, so that's that's Potomac. As you can see, strong, solid cast. Unlike the women of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and OC, they do not just hang on to one issue the whole season through. This shit will be dynamic. It'll be pacey. It'll be what New York used to be and Alaska, but better, you know? I'm really excited. I think actually, because Alex also loves the Real Housewives franchise. She loves them. So we smashed a lot of Beverly Hills together. Yeah. Um, and I think she's I think she's going to love Potomac. So I think we're going to watch seasons one through five probably this week. Because what else are we doing? Yes, absolutely do that. But while we more mentioned Beverly Hills, just a quick check in, I guess. How are you feeling about this season, specifically around Erica Jane? Like, what are your um, thoughts? Because for those that don't know, Erica Jane has been has divorced her husband Tom, who is like thirty years her senior or something, but they've been together for like twenty years. He has been done and sued by many many people because as a lawyer who represented victims of like plane crashes and stuff and like the dead family members, he has stolen the money that they won basically in their lawsuits against the airlines and stuff for himself and Erica. And there's some real dodgy transactions that's happening like on her business side of things. And now she's acting like she had no idea and how like she is the most hard done by victim in this whole scenario. I don't believe uh, she didn't know. You gave such a great summary of that just for me to say that I'm not up to that yet. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, like, I, no, like I know that that's happening in the news, but like, I just can't <laughs> comment because I've just finished or I've just started maybe season four. Um, because they're long fucking, how many, what season is that up to now? I want to say like 13 or something, maybe not 13. Oh fuck. This is why I need Maddie. Hang on. Let me Google it. (laughs) Are you doing it for me? I am. It's not killing me. I'm going to find out. A season 11. Okay. So not 13. Um, but yeah, they're long episodes, but I will get there. And I'm so sorry to have nothing to offer you. Um, That's okay. I have a lot to say. So <laughs> Erica Jane, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. I know you're not there yet, but she in the past has been this cold ice queen who gives nothing. Um, and now all of a sudden she's this like sad victim girl. And the there was last week, there's a famous episode now. She started crying about how hard it all was and she had mascara tears running down her face. Like the light was dappling on her and she just kept streaming. Didn't even try and wipe it away. It was so fake. And there's even a moment that a lot of people have picked up where she looks up to see if someone's looking like the most incredible performance of her life, basically. Like she's killing it. And literally every like people, the producers, other people have picked up on like pastimes where she cried, where she furiously always like dabs it away and her makeup does not budge. Like this was fully on purpose. You know what I mean? And (laughs) just the overall vibe her on social media and on the show is that she's victim here. And she will not even acknowledge that there are other victims. Like she lives in a 10,000 square foot fucking house, which she had to downsize to, which is like nine and a half grand a month. There's a pool, there's a pool house. Like, and she's like, I know. Oh my God, poor me. Like, it's not where I used to. Yes. Like she has to do her own laundry. God help her. And it's just really fucking me off. And I hate her. That sounds abysmal. Um, Also, I have a bone to pick about housing prices in the US. Mm -hmm. In Potomac, in that first episode, yeah. they say to me, to my Sydney face, 
that that enormous mansion that one of them lives in, I can't remember which one, is $1.2 million. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, I know you know what $1.2 million gets you in Sydney. It gets you mold. <laughs> it, gets you, it gets you a townhouse with yeah. no windows on either side and mold and rising damp and foundations that are slipping. Yes, that's exactly what Two bedrooms at the most. Yep, and no car, like, parking space and probably and no, no garden. Space, no. Um, yeah, no, this girl that lives in my the neighbourhood that I grew up in, in Concord, in Sydney, she keeps sending me, like, house pricing, like, emails. And, like, she's, like, like Concord's linked. Ridiculous. She's, like, I literally will never get back to live where we grew up because look at this. And it's, like, four and a half million for, like, a three-bedroom knockdown. And I'm just, like, I'm never going to get to live in my childhood neighbourhood ever again. Like... There's no nah. fucking way. I can barely afford to live in my childhood ho- like home area. My childhood home area was Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex and I are looking at trying to buy a house at the moment or like a townhouse. Yeah. And the closest thing we can afford is a townhouse in Bankstown, which, I mean, like at least it's near Lebs. Like that's important to me. But like, but it just, that money will get you nowhere in Sydney, nowhere at all. And I know the exchange rates are a bit different, but like, honestly, not that much. Not that much. Like, yeah, no, it's absolute garbage. When I listen to them, I'm even the ones like in Atlanta and stuff as well, or like in different parts of it, you're like, Jesus Christ, are you serious? Like In the US, by that standard, I could be a housewife. Yeah, you absolutely could. I'm very far right. off purchasing property and that gives me high anxiety because I thought I'd be at a different place in 30, uh, 32 years old. But whatever live where you enjoy you only get to do it once blah 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 blah. it's it's just luck it's just luck like honestly who gives a fuck (laughs) i mean yeah i if i don't i also have like in my head i'm a very bougie person and the level that i want to be accustomed to for my whole life is not the level i can afford to purchase but i can afford to rent it (laughs) like and that's important yeah that is important that is important i just need a backyard that I can smoke shisha in and sunbathe topless in. Yeah. Those are my priorities. I will die happy if I can have a a pool, even a plunge pool. Even if it's a rental, I don't care. I just, like, I just want to live and have a pool every day, like, accessible to me. I love being in the water. I love swimming. Anyway, um, yes, so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, this is where we're at this season. My big issue is just with Erica Jane, like, and the fact that no one is questioning her on it. They're all just like, oh, she didn't know. Okay, moving on. Last year, we fucking, like, threw Denise Richards to the wolves because she might have had one little lesbian liaison with Brandy Glanville. Who hasn't? Oh, God bless Brandy. She's having a lesbian moment with everybody. She's so, she has such big bi vibes, that one. She's trying, you know, she's really trying. And they just would not let it go the whole season to get to the bottom of it. And I'm just like, where is this energy for Erica Jane? Where is this Detective Rinna? Like, let's get to the bottom of this. How did she have $20 million appear in her business account and not notice? Like, you can't tell me she didn't know. Like, every, yeah. like are you not, how, unto- how un on top of your finances are you? Yeah, you don't notice a little, little cheeky 20 mil. A little cheeky 20 mil. Meanwhile, every other season you're telling us you're like a boss bitch. You're like the head bitch in charge. You run everything. Like... And now all of a sudden I knew nothing. I'm the victim. Like, oh, I have no time for her. None. That's shameful. Um, which housewives are left? Well, Kyle. Kyle's still there. I hate her more than anything. Um, I think she might be the only one. Because it was Kim. I think Kyle's so hot. 
I do not. I can't stand her. It's but that's so like shameful of me, I know. Deep-seated hatred I have for her. I think they were all gone. It was like Lisa Vanderpump. It was Adrian. It was Camille. It was Kyle. It was Kim. Yeah, so there, the originals are gone, and Kyle is the last one standing, basically, which I'm sure she loves. But this season, her sister Kathy Hilton has joined. She <gasps> is Hilton. fucking Fuck nuts. Oh. She's nuts. I love her. I would die I'm for so her. Desperate to watch the woman that launched Paris Hilton. Like she's, she's the, she's the sister. She's the Richard sister that made her. I don't give a fuck about Kim and her child star life. I don't give a fuck about Kyle. I give a fuck about the mother of Paris Hilton. Her house is sickening. And like to the point where, so there was an episode recently where some of them went to her house to play tennis, like on one of her tennis courts. She didn't even wake up to let them in. And then she rocks off at like 11 and she's like, Hey, did you have fun playing in like my little garden? Like it's incredible. It's incredible. She's, it's like 11 AM. They're like, Kathy woke up 45 minutes ago, like at the bottom of the screen. Amazing. She's my icon. Um, but then I read a conspiracy theory that was like, if you've seen the Paris documentary, where she was portrayed in a much colder light that she got her daughter sent to some horrific like boot by whatever the fuck it was they're like is she doing this now to rehab her own image so that she's like kooky fun i had no idea who knows but she's a fucking nut job and i love her that is amazing also the i just want to make a quick comment about the paris documentary all that showed to me is that white people have the money to send their kids away to do to them what brown parents have to do in-house 100%. 100%. Like, like, sorry, like, brown parents can't afford to outsource their physical <laughs> discipline. The That always reminds me as well of, like, did you ever watch, oh, what the fuck was his name, Mori Povich and stuff, where he used to have bad kids and send them to boot camp? Like, oh, my God, I loved it. Um, but anyway. Yeah, okay, Kathy Hilton sounds like a nut job. I am going to have to fucking speed watch so much Real Housewives to catch up to it. Um, but also, I... Don't know that I want to without Lisa Vanderpump, my mother wife. <laughs> mm, mm, you know what? It's going to be rough. Just see what's coming. Like the takedown is disgusting, especially because it happened right after her brother died. Um, and then her mother died right after and everyone knew that and they just did not care. Like that was their moment to pounce and take her apart. It was. They took Lisa down. Yeah. Kind of. Lisa, who has done nothing but love and care for all of those women. Wow. And host beautiful lunches at Villa Rosa and at her beautiful restaurants. Yeah. So it's gross, but you still have a lot of seasons with her left. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Um, And then I'll I'll have Vanderpump rules. (laughs) And then you'll have Vanderpump rules. God help you. Speaking of other TV shows, do you want to talk about This Way Up? Yes. I was going to say, have you watched all of it? I have. I... What a delightful show. I love this show. I think it's, I I know it's got like some heavy stuff in it, but it is the most delightful, warm, like funny show. If you haven't seen it, there's two seasons. It's written by Ashling B and like someone else that I don't know who they are, but it doesn't matter because she's in it. And she's just like so beautiful and she's so funny and it's so wonderful. What are your thoughts? I have so much room in my heart for shows about women who desperately try to get their lives together, but just cannot get their lives together. I love it so much. I like Fleabag, The Mindy Project, like just where women get to be. Oh my God, I haven't thought like, about The Mindy Project in so long. 
Oh my God. I got to show Alex it a few weeks ago because she'd never ever seen it. And I got to rewatch the mini project and it just felt so good and happy. Um, but yeah, I just, and I love it. And I really love this way up because I really appreciate like really fucked up humor and really yeah. like dry humor. Um, and I think that there's a lot of that. And I also am excited because of this, you know, the, the housemate. Bradley. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. There. there is a little something there. So, uh, no, what's her name? I can't say her name. It's Irish. It's like Anya, Anya or Anya. something. I can't. Anya. Yeah, I can't do it. Like, like, like good Anya. Yeah, actually, yeah, I can do that. Okay, Anya. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, she is dating someone else. Um, I do not like him. A man who I cannot stand. Cannot stand. He's a bit of a wet rag kind of old white man. Could care less for him. However, no, couldn't care less for him. Um, but her housemate, who is a delight, and with her, as I was thinking about this as I watched the last episode, he's been with her in every key emotional moment where she needs some kind of support this season. Like, he's the person that she'll turn to. He went to her one of her friend's funerals. He's there when she needs to, like, when she's sat at home. Like, he's just always there and so sweet and accepts her for who she is. And it's very real and very beautiful. And it's done so slowly like to make you believe it where you're just like all of a sudden oh, i love this yeah and also and also reason why i hate her current boyfriend reason why i love bradley current boyfriend i kind of remember his name richard dick whatever richard. um is he's like he like likes her more when she gets quieter and as a loud woman and i know you know as a loud woman that shit makes me so dry yeah he said to her i like when you're vulnerable and like seeing you at a different pace like slow and quiet like depressed very sad not at her best yeah cheers mate fuck you and she was just like not having it yeah and bradley was like i love how much she talks and i'm like yes what we want is supporting actors and actresses to the one woman show that this is 100 percent honestly sometimes I try and pretend that I'm more humble than that but that's exactly what I need I need good supporting characters I like I am doing a show every day of my life my partner knows that it's her job to hand me props and like you know like Kim seems to be delighted by me still like so that's very rare and very you need to treasure and you know foster that and help her grow and water it and I think that's what Bradley and her have developed just naturally and being roommates and housemates and I could not believe that it ended where it ended I was like wait that was the last episode I like to build myself up so I know when the last episode is coming and this one just completely did not see so I wasn't prepared already but um and the other thing that I am oh my god the sister Shona and the the so um yeah I don't know how to do your little like summary thing so do you want to do the summary about the voicemail that she leaves her husband her fiance you're so cute yeah so in season one Shona and her now business partner Charlotte have an affair who is also the hot mean one from if anyone remembers Bride and Prejudice continue it is okay um, so Shona and her have had some awkwardness since their affair and Shona is engaged to a man, but he's like long distance. I know gross. He's long distance this season, 
But she's like, I still love him. I'm going to marry him and that's fine. But she sends Shona a voice note to let her know that she's actually really proud of how far they've come and there's no witness around them. And yes, they had an affair, but she's just like really like now they've seen each other more naked than ever. They've been very vulnerable together and they she and she loves her. That's basically how it ends. So then when Charlotte calls her later, she's like, hey, girl, did you get like my voice note? And Charlotte's like, hey, what voice note are you talking about? And then Shona realizes she's left it for her fiance. The fiance who's on a flight and is, yeah, and we don't get to see that yet. And that is so stressful. My stomach came out of my ass when I realized what was happening. I was just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. So she calls her sister and they lie on the heated floors and just like panic until he gets there. And it's very tense. Can I just say, I would never do that because when I know that I'm doing something that I'm not meant to do, I check it multiple times. Cover your bases. Like, don't be a dumb-dumb. What was she doing? Don't be an idiot. How do you leave a voice note to the same person twice, like, in a row, and you don't notice that you haven't changed chats? Yeah. Rookie error on Shona's part, you know. She did manage to keep the affair under wraps, but she fucked it up. She fumbled the ball in the end. She did. She fumbled the ball, and now we're all embarrassed. (laughs) Part of me wants him to not forgive her because he can be like, no. And then she just has her lesbian lover waiting for her to be in an amazing relationship with. The other part of me feels like he's going to be like, I also heard what you said to me and you said that it's over and you love me and you've come back. You know what I mean? I feel like it's going to be. I don't like him that much. Like he, he tries hard, I guess, but there's just something that doesn't feel right. He's a man. He's not as worthy of Shona as Charlotte is. Yeah, I think so too. I also think that like, Shona, I think Shona could have the space to be a bit more like more herself and more commanding and more independent. But I feel like he doesn't give her that space. Like when she was like, I want to put this like nail in this part of your wall to put a painting up. And he was like, can we do it together? Like, no, you're not there. You're not there for ages. Exactly. Like, why are you so fucking controlling? Yeah. I don't like him. And I just generally don't like men, but I do like his house love his house but i googled where it is because they're always like oh it's so far out of london and yeah tunbridge Wells is really fucking far it's so not worth the commute um i found it oh bro i don't even know like england was this big that's that's nowhere <laughs> it's not that big to be fair. there's there's one road in one road out yeah yeah you don't want to be like as nice as it is you could just live in Hampstead instead and still be in london um, like uh-huh. if you were rich, rich, just live in Hampstead. You know what I mean? But clearly he had to go far away. Um, but yeah. Oh God, I love this show. I don't know when we're going to get a second season, a third season though. And I need it Probably. soon. I need it now. I needed it yesterday. Yeah. I smashed through this way too quick, yeah. but I might just rewatch it because it was really delightful. Maybe I'll make him watch it with me. Yeah. I think rewatching it is a good option. I think it's got the perfect mix of like, cringe exciting heartfelt you know it's a real like it's an all-rounder it's an all-rounder and it doesn't feel too heavy but you will Mm. still cry you know but then you'll also be giggling in the next scene um well i think i've that's all the tv i've kind of been focused on at the moment it's housewives and this way up um but yeah thank you so much for coming it was so much fun to talk to you Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to finally be a guest on this show. Um, I would love to have you back. So like whenever you want, you know what I mean? Whenever I've got like too many opinions about TV and I just have nowhere to put them. Yeah, you can be a recurring guest. Yes. Or like 
special guest star. That's what mm. the really famous people have when they like appear on sitcoms. Oh my god, yes, like a, like a cameo. Yeah, which is exactly <laughs> what the podcast is. That. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same tier. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. A hundred percent. Well, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day, um, and please come back soon. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Good. Oh fuck, I forgot already. Good morning. Good evening, Ash. Um, so I'm sure you can tell I really enjoyed catching up with Karina this week. I definitely feel like our friendship has officially moved to the next level and I'm here for it. If you think though that we went on a lot of tangents and we're rambling a lot, please just know that I cut out like 45 minutes, including four minutes and 38 seconds of us talking about sparkling water. So I did what I could. <laughs> I especially loved doing her birth chart and getting an insight into who she is. So if you want yours done or if you want me to give you the lowdown on someone else's that you want to know more about, please hit me up because there is literally nothing I love more than digging deep into someone's birth chart. Um, I also hope to be back soon. I know this podcast has been a bit sporadic, but it's been a bit of a wild time at the moment. So bear with me and hopefully it'll be a bit more regular in the coming weeks. Hopefully you're all enjoying all of the Housewives content Bravo is blessing us with at the moment. There's Real Housewives of New York, Beverly Hills and Potomac and have a lovely week. Thanks for listening.